Good morning, Rabbi Boisai. Ah, Lili Nishmasimim Merosirus Mordechai. We'll start off with an unbelievable video. Today happens to be probably my favorite daf in all of Shas. Has my favorite story and many, many stories. And I think everybody should learn this daf many times. There's so much to learn from this daf. Only one email today and this video. And here it goes. This is the famous Yossi Green. What are his famous songs, Yossi Green? Tanya. So he has a music video that just came out yesterday, or one of these days. And I'm going straight to minute 420 on his music video. Here we go. I don't know, it's a video. They didn't ask us. They, they put it in. All right. I've been following you, Shia, since Zuma. It's been a highlight of my day. It's also excited to meet you. I was excited to meet you in the shops in the five towns. You mentioned something in the passing the other day that really surprised me. You said that someone told you that there are people that only listen to your Shia rather than watch it, and you couldn't understand how anybody can follow it without all the charts and pictures. We have 35 people on the MDY West Ham chat group. I would guess that at least half, maybe more, Listen to the sheer in the car on the way to, to and from work. I usually have you in my car while driving every day. While you're technically on my phone, I have to keep my eyes on the road. So if you got a chart on at the stoplight, I'll look at it. If not, I'll imagine it. Many of the people I know only listen to your sheer and do the best they can without the charts. You may not realize how many listeners you actually have. For many decades before the invention of television, people listened to baseball and football games on the radio. The greatest announcers describe what was happening so well that people felt like they were at the game. Millions still listen to ball games in the car today. But that's the point. I don't really. Sometimes I say, look, on the right side, on the left side, I have to be more cognizant. What's the word? Uh, that works. Okay. Aware. aware. Thank you. Aware is better. They may download the shit from all different media and have it playing as they drive, but it is a listening experience. So keep on painting a picture for those of us that can't always watch, but learn from you just the same. A picture may be worth a thousand words, but a great Maggit is worth thousands of Talmidim. Lester Bleich, West Hempstead, New I didn't read, I didn't read this part. West Hempstead, New York. Here he is. Yeshakoyach for Yezoycha, the only email on my favorite daf in Shas, Nidarim Daf Nun. Okay. The sponsor of the Koilo, we have a new sponsor, is Mr. Anonymous from Lakewood. I don't know what he wants to do. L'schos, we'll say, L'schos Shiduchim of his nieces. He's also the sponsor of the first month of art. The Masechta. The We have six sponsors for the day. Hayeled Ben Leo for Rufu Shlema. 
Yosef Rabinowitz, Tinoik ben Ahuva Malka, in the ICU, Amir Sashem undergo open heart surgery later this week. Rufua Shleim to both these Yiladim. Shmuli Itzkowitz, happy birthday, Abba. Izzy Itzkowitz, happy birthday. Yehudan Gavriel, in honor of Shimi Rap, for getting us to join the Daf one year ago today. Yehudan Gavriel, in honor of Shimi Rap. Yossi Farkas, Lili Nishmas, Hendel Bas Moshe David, Yaakov Malka Sleidis, Rufua Shleim of our son. Alter Shaya ben Malka Chaya. Rabbi here we go. Oh, what's your name again? Menashe Blasim. Menashe Blasim from LA? Los Angeles. And you brought me this from? Sunday? Yeah? I'm not going to open it. Sunday. It's good. It's better like that. Whatever he also says goes. Shut up the video. Afterwards. Rabbi Isai, today we're going to learn about Rabbi Kiva. Anybody know how many times Rabbi Kiva got married? Twice, at least. right. At least three times. Yeah, we'll see you in today's sugya. Are you allowed to lie in order to save your friend embarrassment, to make your friend feel better? Another thing. How did Rabbi Kiva become wealthy? There are six ways he became wealthy. Each one is a story in of itself and it takes a long time. And Rabbi Isai, uh, just asking, what is the most famous Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz out there? Most famous lie? Huh? That we know. I mean, 12 plus 12. I think it's 12 plus 12. Yeah. Fine. Rabbi Isai, here we go. Unbelievable. Buckle up. Rabbi Kiva, three lines down from the top of the Fnun Omer Aleph. Rabbi Kiva is Kadash's lay, Barate de Bar Kalba Savua. He. Got married to the daughter of Kalba Savua, one of the wealthiest people in Yerushalayim. The reason why he's called a hungry dog is because anytime an Ani came into his house, as hungry as a dog, he came out full. Kalba Savua, Shoma Bar Kalba Savua, he heard about this terrible Shidduch. He couldn't believe it. Now, I, I made a chart here. What was so bad about Rebbe Kiva? Check this out. His name was Akiva, not Rebbe Akiva. He was an older Bachar. He was already 40 years old, much older than Rachel. He, was, he had terrible yichos. None of us would allow our daughter to marry this gentleman. He was the son of a ger. He was, he was already married before. He already had a son. He was a very, very poor person. He was a simple shepherd. He was an Amaretz to the point he didn't know a single halacha. Not one halacha. Not one Mishnah. Not only that, he hated Tamid Chachamim. He said, There might be more things. That's what I came up with. So what in the world did Rachel see in this individual? She saw in him two things. These two things. He was an Anav. And he was very pleasant with people. He had very good people skills. That's it. All these things, these seven things over here. He was 40 years old. Knew nothing. Didn't know how to read. He didn't know all of this. But it was an honor. Noyachim Abrius. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I don't think we could look down at Kabbalah Savoy. I think every single person in this room would be mad at their daughter. Say, are you crazy? I don't know, to that point, to that level, but sugar, you look at her. Daughter of the richest person, young, very, very smart. You see that she's smart. She understood the chachma that she had and the things that we're going to see in the Gemara. And this is the shidduch that you're bringing home. I have nothing to do with you. You can never benefit from me. Aslo, the, the girsa over here is, she got married to him in the winter, meaning 
having gone to Beit Tivna, all they had, they had no money. She was willing to sacrifice everything. They lived in a hut made out of straw. In other words, the Gemara is telling us it was in the winter, freezing cold. They had nothing, no blanket, no pillow. They had straw, and obviously they were extremely cold. The girsa here is that Rebbe Kiva would take the straw out of his wife's hair. You see from here that women, married women, had hair. So maybe Hasidim have a different girsa here. They do. There's another girsa here that she took out the hair from his head. And maybe that's the pshat and the girsa here. He was bald. That was his son. No, he was bald. Okay. He was bald. Okay. So that was no girsa. Yeah. Then there's no girsa. This is a girsa. There's a girsa. So he was attacked by God. That's why he shaved her head. Okay, fine. He told her, he said, listen, oh, I have this here. Somebody put this together. This has volume. Raboisa, here goes. This is a sheer. Dafiyomi Shea that put this together today. I thought it was cool. Yerushalayim Shazov. Akiva and Vazgiloy Rochel. I don't think Kalba Savu invited anybody there. Okay. Fine. This is a Yerushalayim Shazov. This is Yoni's picture of, it's just like a tiara that, that, that has made out of gold. And he said, if I had any money, I would give you Yerushalayim Shazov. In Shabbos Dafnum Gimel, it says that in fact, later on, he was able to buy her it and he bought her Yerushalayim Shazov. Also Elio, Elio came, knocked on the door, he looked like a human being, the Kakari above and he knocked on the door. And he said to them, you have straw? I need straw. My, my wife gave birth, and I don't have anything to, to have her sleep on. Now, how is he allowed to lie? Elio Novi didn't have a wife who gave birth. He doesn't have a wife. So you see from here, that to, to prove a point and to make Rachel feel better, you could lie. I'm not, I'm not passing but there's certain situations that she shouldn't be embarrassed. This is from the, the Achroinim. They bring this as a raya. Huh? It's about making him feel better, not her. She, he's the one. Okay. He didn't keep his word to her about going to Yeshiva. Oh, so hold on. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Anios now, about not having, this, this is a different thing. Talk, I'm going to get, get into that in a second. Omar lo Rebbe Akiva lintse. You see Rebbe Akiva was trying to convince her. Chazi gavra da'afilu tivna lo islay. So here's the Yisoy that I said yesterday. I saw Dani Fein was arguing. He didn't like it so much. But here's the Mephur Shri Gemara. Eliyahu came to prove a point. He says, listen, if you think that you don't have anything, Think about how much worse it could be. There's a person here who doesn't have straw to sleep on. His wife just gave birth. She doesn't even have a bed. She has nothing to sit on. Let's think about that. Last uh, I said, if a guy has a certain, like a, a weak car, instead of thinking about the Lamborghini, you should think about the guy that only has an electric bike. And then I thought, when I was in South Africa and I said this, I, I struck up a conversation with the security guard of our compound over there. And I said, uh, so where do you live? He says, I live like five miles down the road, whatever he said. I said, how do you get there? I, didn't, I don't see your car. He says, I walk. I said, you walk? Why don't you have a bike? He says, I can't afford a bike. 
That was the conversation. He couldn't afford a bike and it's posh. You see people, hundreds, just walking on the highway, just walking. So if you think you have a bad, you only have a bike. <laughs> you have a bike and that guy has nothing. That guy walks every single day. Another thing, you think you have a kid that's off the derech. I know a lot of people don't have kids at all. How much you'd give to have that kid off the derech. Things like that. But yeah, it does say, so you're right. You shouldn't be looking at somebody else. But Rabbi told Rabbi Kiva, look at somebody else. Look at the other person. As, as, doesn't mean to look at somebody else. It means realize how much you have. You have eyesight, you have this. Yesterday I was speaking to a Bachar, 21-year-old that watches the share every day for over a year. Every day. Many, and I read some of his emails. Many, many, many surgeries the guy has. And every surgery goes in the Simcha and he watches the shir. His whole life, in and out of the hospital, from the day he was born till today. We're talking about over 20. 20 surgery upon surgery upon surgery. What, what we have and what, what, how, how we're, it could be a lot worse. Rabbi Kiva told his wife, Amrlei, Zil Rav. Go, go to yeshiva. We made a deal. I'll marry you if you go to yeshiva. So listen to this, Rabbi. So this, I think, is an incredible, incredible lesson. It says in the Medrash that Rabbi Kiva was too embarrassed to go to yeshiva. He broke his deal. He promised her he's going to go to yeshiva. He didn't want to go to yeshiva. How is he going to show up in yeshiva and he doesn't know, he doesn't know how to read? Pash doesn't know how to read. I was talking to a guy in the neighborhood last week. He's in his 60s. He said, come to the shir. He says, but I don't know. I don't know how to learn Gemara. It's not for me. I never learned. So, you know what she did? She had a donkey, the Medrash says. And the donkey had a little bit, you know, where you sit, a little caved in. I have a picture. I had Goshi do it for me. Where is it? Not this one. Right here. She, she took dirt and she put it on. This, this actually drew from scratch. He took dirt. She took dirt, put it on his back, and planted vegetables. And all of a sudden, vegetables start growing out of the donkey's back. And she brought the donkey into the marketplace, and people started gathering around this donkey. They've never seen tomatoes grow out of the donkey. The second day, again, people came. The third day, the third day, some guy came over and he said, what is going on here, tomatoes? And people said, what? You don't know about this? This is, this is old news, old news. And she tells Rebbe Kiva, look, you'll go to Cheder, you'll sit down as a 40-year-old, maybe a 41-year-old, sit down in school and people are going to make fun. Yes, they'll make fun for one day, two days, and that's it. Then they'll get used to it. Why am I saying this? Because I went to a guy's house, one of my good friends, knocked on his door a while ago. I said, you know, it's one thing that you speak in shul. It's, I'm, not gonna, I'm, not, I'm not the mashgiach of the shul, but you disturb me. You really, it's so loud the way you speak and you laugh out loud. You, you really, it's benol mechaver, forget about benol mamaka. And he told me, he said, I can't stop. Because I'm embarrassed to stop. People know me as the schmoozer, as the less of the shul. I make jokes in the middle of the shul and everybody laughs. How am I going to stop? He told me straight out. People have a busha to step it up. Oh, I'm going to walk around with a gemara now. And they're going to call me from me. Oh, look, he started learning Torah. Yeah, they'll make fun of you. They'll make fun of you for two days, three days. It happens to be, and I'm thinking now, when I started learning more, this same guy made fun of me. Made fun of me. You're not going to last more than three weeks and this and that. It's embarrassing. Yeah. So he's picked it up and learning. It's a little one, two days. After two days, don't worry about the bush. It goes away. It's an unbelievable lesson. Says the Gemara. Oh, my Lord, we keep on saying no. Oh. So go, Zil have a Go learn Torah. Ozal Tartis Reishnin. He went and he learned Torah for 12 years. Kamei Rebbe Yezev Rebbe he didn't understand the word that Rebbe Leza said. 
So he went to Rabbi Yeshua over there, he understood, he took the Mishnah, he went back to Rabbi Eliezer, the whole thing. And it says that during all those years, Rabbi Kiva was chopping wood and he sent the money back to Rachel. Rachel maybe even sold her hair. Interesting how hair and it came out of the hair and she sold it. Fine, something about the hair. When he finished learning for 12 years, he went home. And he heard somebody talking in his house. They call Omar La Chad Russia. A Russia. So last time we learned it in, in Ksubas, he wasn't a Russia. Over here, this is uh, Yerushalmi, a little bit uh, stronger Lushan. The Gemara calls him a Russia. He heard a Russia talking to his wife. Shaper of it your, your father was 100% right. Look at this guy you married. He's not in your status. You're a wealthy Yerushalmi. He's a, the, the son of a ger, a poor guy. Second of all, he left you a living almana, an aguna. He left you for 12 years. I believe that everybody in the right mind today would say the same exact thing. Your husband left you for six months. For, for a year, for two years, for five years. He's already 60, he's 52 years old, right? 12 years, 52 years old. Mamish left you in Aguna. But he's a Russia. He's a Russia because had he succeeded in convincing her, then we wouldn't have Rebbe Kiva, we wouldn't have any terror today. This entire sh- shas that we have is all Rebbe Kiva. And, huh? That's another thing. So that's another... I don't know exactly where he was. Maybe he shouldn't have been schmoozing with her. Maybe he had other things on his mind. I don't know. But he's a Russia. Even though he didn't succeed. And even though because of him, he actually caused an unbelievable thing. Because of his riches that he said, Rebbe Kiva went and the, the next line happened. But he intended to be a Russia. Amr lay and she told to him, she said to him, if, Kiva, if Akiva would listen to me, lehevi tartus reishnin achriniyasa, he would have gone for another 12 years. Omar oh, Rebbe Kiva heard this. I heard that she's giving me Rishos. Let me turn around 180 and go back to Yeshiva. He went for another 12 years. Also, and when he came back, and here's the famous Rebbe Chaim Shmulevitz that we have to say it, even though everybody knows it, we have to say it again and again. Says Rebbe Chaim Shmulevitz, he's ready at the door. Where is the Akar Satoiv? What would have hurt him if he would have knocked on the door and said, Hi, I'm alive. Thank you for supporting me. I'll see you in another 12 years. Why couldn't he just, he was already there. He, heard the, he was so close, he heard the conversation. He's already there. Says Rukhaim Shemulevitz, he didn't want to make a Hefzik Hadas. He didn't want to stop for a second. Because if you stop for a second, then it would be 12 and then another 12. And 12 plus 12 does not equal 24 straight years. To have Rebbe Kiva, who left his wife and his children, he left for 24 years, it's only 24 straight, otherwise it would be 12 plus 12. What does it negate to us? Very negate to us. You're sitting down and you're learning Torah for an hour, and you look at your phone, at your WhatsApp. In the middle, you just took a break. You didn't learn for an hour. You learned for a half an hour and a half hour. You hear? Why are you guys laughing so loud? You just took your heads off or something. I don't know what you're doing there. You look a little guilty. It's a half hour plus a half hour. Or it's three seconds plus three seconds plus three seconds. Yeah.
There's something about going beretzifos non-stop. Another thing, I don't know if this is what Reb Chaim Shmulevitz meant, but I'm thinking that had he gone into his house, who knows what would have happened. He would have said, oh, it's not bad over here. Let me just chill out here for another month or two, and then who knows if he'd ever gone back. A person knows his yetzer. You know what, you're in, a good, you're in a good groove, you continue the groove. Don't stop, don't take a break, because you never know if you'll ever go back to that. Okay, but Reb Chaim Shalom says stronger. 12 plus 12 doesn't equal 24, and we can use it in different applications. Says the Gemara, also he came, came back with 24, you take the word zuge out, 24,000 Talmidim. So Yoshi was on a mission to show us what 24,000 is. I'm not exaggerating if I say he probably spent the entire day on this. It wasn't Pashat. And just, he, he was not happy with the outcome. Let me, let's put this, he's a perfectionist. This is what he drew. One Talmud. And this is a bit of a close-up of that one Talmud. Until he got to this. He actually spent the whole day duplicating and stamping and having the, the right, you could see that they get smaller and smaller on the front line even. So it's, it's difficult. It's not like taking one thing and doing it. And this is only, he says, about 9,000 Talmudim. This is not even 24. But he just wanted to give us a little bit of a, an idea what 24,000 looks like. So Yishkoyach Yoshi. The whole world heard about this famous Rebbe Kiva. And I have to understand that Rebbe Kiva, as the Gemara said in other places, the Moshe Rabbeinu wondered, Takush Baruch Hu, why are you giving the Torah through me and not through Rebbe Kiva? He was f- from the greatest people that ever lived. So he, he comes to town and people are like, wow, this is the Rebbe Kiva. Everybody wanted to see him. And she went to see her husband. Here he comes again, this neighbor, the Russia, how do you think you're going to show up with your tattered clothing like this? Tzadik understands his behema, Tzadik understands his mishpacha, Tzadik understands the, the people that he's with. In other words, he, he'll understand the poverty and the sacrifice that I went through. I had to sell my own hair. I had to live off the, the, the small, the few prutas that he sent me from his chopping wood and living in a straw hut all these years, he'll understand. She came to see him. They didn't, they literally either pushed her or they, they, they just, they made a fence there. They said, you can't get here. You can't, you can't, who are you? You can't come in here. And he saw what's going on. He said, leave her alone. Shali, Everything I have, everything you have is all because of her. So the father in law heard, also, he didn't know who he was. He said, I, uh, I didn't have, I want to, I, stop, he, he wanted to, he wanted to be Mataneder. He felt bad that he can't speak to his daughter. So he was Mataneder. That what? They asked him, they said, Are you going to be, if had you known that your son in law would know one Allah, would, would you make the nether? No. Had you known this? No. Okay. So we'll let it go. So we spoke about this back then. We spoke about it in this Masechta. What about the concept of Noilat? You can't make a Shaila on something on the future. On something that's going to happen. Had you known that he would become a millionaire, would you make the nether? That doesn't work. That's not a good Shaila. You have to know, had you known at the time of the nether? So what's the problem? So Taisa and Ksubis Daf Samach Gimel, we learned it then. Taisa says, 
that if somebody goes to yeshiva, it's a guarantee that he's going to become a Tamut Chacham. So it was at the time of the nether. But over here, the Ran says another Nekuda that I liked a lot because at the time I was like, what do you mean? Who's a Everybody goes to yeshiva, becomes a Tamut Chacham. Over here, the Ran sticks in. He says the whole nether was because he didn't know one halacha. Well, if you go to yeshiva, you're guaranteed to learn one halacha. If you know one halacha, the nether is off. And then there's other shilas here. How in the world of Rabbi Kiva, he's matter another for himself. <coughs> the nether was against him. Okay, fine. A little bit nagyabadavar. Says the Gemara, minshis mile yatu Rabbi Kiva. Don't think that his wealth came from all the Talmidim. He was charging a nice $20,000. What did he charge today? $22,000 per Talmud times 24,000. No, he became wealthy on his own. First of all, when Kalba Savua found out who he is, he gave him at least half of his nechasim. Menayola de Svinta, beautiful. Yoshi made this for us also. I think it's, it's mamish, really nice. The, here's a ship, and if you look at the front of the ship, on the right side, there's a, like a statue of a deer, a male deer. And they used, to, they, used to have, they used to put this on the ship as a, it was more like, um, what? Good luck charm. Superstition, good luck charm. And this is like, oh, our ship is going to fly through the water like a deer. So the Gemara says what happened. One time they left this and they would put money in it also as part of the superstition. They put money in this thing. Also, fine. Rabbi Kiva found it. It was full of gold coins. Also, there's a chest. There's another story, how he became wealthy. Interesting, the Gemara says the story twice. In other words, there was a thing back then. Oh, you're taking this big trip to Chutzlar, it's to America. You might go into Target or something. Here, take four bucks, bring back something nice from America. I don't know what, go into the gift shop, bring, bring back a souvenir. Okay, so Rekiva gave these guys, I don't know what, surprise me. So they come back. Do you bring me anything? They couldn't find anything. Just a little chest on the shores. I saw a lay. And they brought it to him. You know, one day, one day we'll make it up to you. I'm sorry we brought you this, this little rusty box, a metal box. The Beyelda says it was heavy because it was metal. Fine. But then he decided, you know, let me pop it open. Let me, let's see what's inside. It's full of dinarim. I saw in Gaiva de Leo that maybe this is a rem as like all of Torah was, was, was forgotten. And he, he was able to, to bring out Torah like that. He was able to, to, to pull out the, the, the Zav, him himself, the whole ship, everything went down, whatever. Okay, fine, a different time. The Zimno Chodo Tavas Svinto. You see, the ship went down. There's no Torah left in this. No, I, I'm just stuck at it. Forget what my little shot. The ship went down. There's nothing left. But all everything that was in there was all put into one box, into one chest. And he found it all. And he brought it out. Another. So the Mindus Rukisa, it's interesting. It has to do with our, our parasha. It says on the side over here, Rukisa is Orchas Ishmaelim. Mamish like in our parasha. There's a, um, how does he say it? A, um, 
convoy, convoy of, you remind me, you know, because back to, we're talking about, you hear this, Dani? He told me a word yesterday, I heard it from a few people yesterday also, so I got to say it. It says, When you're looking at Ruchnius, when you want to grow in Ruchnius, always look at a person that's above you. Look at a tzaddik, look at somebody that's greater than you, and try to achieve that. But when it comes to things in this world, the Gashmias, mitochas. Always look at a guy below you and say, you know what? I have more than him. Stop. Says the Gemara, huh? What? What's the same person? Yeah, yeah. Could be. Now, Matrunisa. So I don't know if we should read the whole. You could the last last round here. It's a very long one. You know what? Let me read it real quickly. Matrunisa. You see, it's like almost halfway down the thing. But it's a, it's a long one. Says says the run the story. You have to know the story. What happened over here with this latest noble lady? They needed money. They went to borrow money from this rich, wealthy woman. I'll give it you the money. I want Hashem and the ocean. They'll be the guarantors. He said, okay, I'm going to pay you on, on Tuesday. He got sick. He didn't pay. So she went to the, to the ocean. Omran, she said, you should know, Rabbi Kiva is sick and he can't pay me back. But you're the guarantor. You're the Arav. Reishat Arav Vadavar. Miyad. At that moment, the daughter of the Caesar became a Meshuganah. She took, she took a bunch of jewels and gold. She threw it in a box. She threw it into the ocean. And all of a sudden the back shows up, exactly where that lady was sitting. And she took it and she went. Rebbe Kiva got healthy, he goes to pay up his loan. And she says, I already went to the guarantor, himself. You see, she was, you see in the, the sugi, when you're dealing with Rebbe Kiva, you're dealing with MS, you, there's no room to, to lie and, and not to be honest. She, she said, I already got paid back. Take all the extra that he gave me. From the extra, Miss Asher Rebekiva, that's how he became wealthy, sponsored by Yankel Cohen, the official MDYMSP, was being able to support him in a tyrant to finish Shaz with the rebellion. So again, the famous story, and this is the third time the Rebekiva got married, the Tunus Rupus Arosha, he used to debate, says the Rano over here, we're not going to read it again, it's too much. He used to debate Rebbe Kiva. And he came home very depressed. He used to lose, obviously, every single time. He can't argue with Rebbe Kiva. He used to debate Psukim in the Torah. And his wife says, what's wrong? He says, I lost again to Rebbe Kiva. She says, you know what? One thing Akkadosh Baruch hates, Znos. Let me dress up. Let me seduce him. And she was a very beautiful woman. She went to seduce Rebbe Kiva. And the famous Gemara, Rok, Sochak, Bacha. He did three things. He spit. He laughed and he cried. And she said, what's this? He said, I'm spitting because how disgusting it is. You came from a tipus rucha. Why am I crying? Because you one day are going to be buried under the ground and you're going to disintegrate. So why are you laughing? That I'm not going to tell you. But what he meant is because he knew Baruch HaKai that she's going to end up marrying her. 
And so she said, she, she saw how strong he is and that he's not bending. She said, could I do tshuva for what I just did? And he said, yeah, you can do tshuva. So she became a giyoyeris. And eventually she married Rebekiva, And that's why Sochak says, the next story is, and she was very, very wealthy. She came with all the money. So she was the wife of Tunis Rupus. So she came with a lot of money and she made him wealthy. Umin, Katir Bashalom, the famous story in uh, Abedazar, the famous story where Rebbe says, Yeshkan Elama Bishach, has these people that are, they get the entire Elama in one second. So what happened over there was that the, somebody, uh, this Katir Bashalom, he beat the king. In other words, the king wanted to kill all the Jews and he convinced them not to. He said, if you, that you can never kill all the Jews. You can't exterminate all the Jews. There's always somewhere in the world that they're there. Besides, people are going to say that you have a, uh, a kingdom that's missing a limb. So the king says, you know, you're right. But there's one problem. If you're right, I have to kill you. Because I, I can never be wrong. I can't lose an argument. Let's go. Off with your head. So they take him out. And some woman, maybe it was like Ilyanovi or something, said, listen, you're going to die now. You might as well be part of the Jewish nation. And he threw himself down. And he, he got himself a mila. Either he bit it off or he, with a stone, he cut it off. And he got a bris mila. And, and, and as they were killing him, he said, I want to give all my nechassim to Rebbe Kiva v'chaveirov. And Rebbe Kiva made a drasha. It's like Aaron. So he took 50% and he gave the rest to his friends. Akopanim, that's where Rebbe said, That one moment where he beat the king and he became a, a ger, he did more. Rebbe cried about it. Rebbe had to work his whole life to, to achieve something like that. Okay, Rav Gamda... I'm not saying that they were similar and godless, but Rebbe was like, wow, I can't believe somebody could, could be koino yilom b'sha'achas. Again, another story, not with Rebbe Kiva, but Gamda, he gave also, he wanted, to, he wanted them to buy him something from the, from the duty-free. Get me something from Chutzlars. They couldn't find anything. Unbelievable. I give you four zuz, you know, you bring back a monkey. Bring them back a monkey. It's unbelievable. Ishtamet. The monkey ran away. al he went into some hole. They needed to find the monkey, so they started digging. They found him sitting on a bunch of diamonds on, on Magoliois. And they were honest. Either Duran says it was Midas Chasidus. It wasn't really his. A monkey can't be kind for you. They, they decided to give it to him. It was like a rhyme and a shamayim. That was for, for Gamda, so they gave him all the jewels. Omer Leves, Kesar, Bishua ben Hananya, the daughter of the Kesar, Caesar told Rabbi Shemuchanani. Torah Mefoyer, Bechli Mechoyer, how is it possible that the, the holy Torah is in such a disgusting vessel, beautiful Torah in a disgusting vessel? In other words, he was very dark, he worked with, with uh, coal, whatever. He was, he was um, how do you say, whatever, dark, ugly. Omer La, Limdimi Beisavuch, Bememanich Miyayin. You should look at your father's house. The Caesar, where does he put the wine? In earthenware. What, you're going to be like everybody else? It's not appropriate for you to put it in such disgusting earthenware. You should put it in golden kalim. So she listened to him. She put all the wine in gold and silver. And of course, it's spoiled. Over there, when we learned the Gemara, it says that the father, the Caesar, said, who did this to you? The point is, Omar Law. This is how the Torah is. You can't put Torah in a beautiful vessel. But there's very beautiful people that learn Torah. 
have a gemirin tfei. If they were ugly, they would be better in learning. The mashal says, doesn't mean if they were ugly, but if they would hate their, their, their beauty, then they would be better. Because this is, this, is a, this is a question of gaiva. Tyre and gaiva doesn't go together. So if you have a kli that's gaiva, it's harder to, to keep the learning. If you're an anav, the Torah remains. Ahi the osus lekamei Rabbi Yehuda ben Ardol Dina. A woman came to Rabbi Yehuda for the Torah. He's chayavus min Dina, and he passed against her. Omer lei, she says to him, Shmuel Rabbach hachi donan. You think your Rabbi Shmuel would do? Would, would say like you? He would. He would say, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Omer lo yedasle. What you even know my Rabbi? Omer lei in. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll prove it to you. Gutsa, he's short. Rabbi crazy has a large stomach. Ukam is dark. Verabashine, he has like rabbit teeth. They go all the way down. Oh my law, says he came to embarrass my Rebbe. To heavy he put her in Khairim. Says the Gemara, Poko Misa. She exploded and she died. Umutur Bebeza says in the Mishnah that if a person makes a nether against a tafshil, it doesn't include an egg that's a termita. What's a termita egg? My base is termita. It's you need a slave that that if a slave that knows how to do this egg, he's worth a thousand dinarim. Some say it means the egg itself is worth a thousand dinarim. You take it one thousand times. You put it. Yes, literally. <laughs> Took all day. Take the egg, dip it in hot water a thousand times. So Rabbi Sai, I have here an egg. Literally, this is MS. This is a real, real egg. This was done a thousand times. Here, MS. Tomer, Tomer, come here. I, I think you should eat this. MS, come here. Eat it. It's real. I should open it up. There you go. Started out a normal size, a thousand cold, a thousand. Don't say that the Gemara makes stuff up. Here you go. <coughs> or maybe it's a pigeon egg. I'm not sure. Okay. Favosnisht. <laughs> a quail egg. Whatever it is. <laughs> you, as long as you guys fell for it for three seconds, it's good. You let a lie. It says you let a lie from Shem Shalom. Uh, why is it Shalom? I have no idea. What? Says the Gemara. By the way, we have Yehuda's brother here. What's your name, Sadiq? Israel Meir. Named after Chavetz Chaim himself. You don't. You never asked your father. Who's he named after? Chavetz Chaim. Wow, Sadiq. You remember his brother? I miss his brother big time. I'm going to miss you also when you stop coming. You better not stop. Says the Gemara. So. Adam Zutra becomes really small. The Balaya saw that you could swallow it. And anything in the intestines that's no good, it, 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 it adheres to this egg. When it comes out, the, 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 the doctor will know what kind of medicine you should give him. And how do I heal this patient? Says who's a famous doctor. He used to check his own self, Bekulcha. The Ran says, I don't know what that is. Other Rishonim say, it's like uh, cabbage. Adam Inche Beisa Alei, it used to get, cause him such pain that his, the women of his house 
they, they would undo their braids of their hair from, they would like pull their hair, it was, it was too much for them to, to bear, to watch their father in such pain. Not awesome. Another right, well, it could be it's his daughters. Inche Beise, Inche Inoshe, it's his Rabbim. It says his wife, by you? No, it's his Noshin Beise. It says Noshin Rabbim. Not awesome. Does anybody remember what Chlufsin is? Yeah, I didn't think so. We learned it yesterday. It's a type of a fig. Chazara, Rabbi Zeh, Chazara. Or our scroll. Somebody sent me this beautiful picture. I thought it was amazing. I saw this posted on an Israel chat. I think it might come in handy in the future. Daf, Lira Maccabi. Incredible. 3,100 year old urn filled with strings of figs from the 12th century BC found in ancient city of Ekron. Might be what the Talmud refers to as Igule Dvela. Unbelievable. 3,000 year old figs just in, in perfect condition in an old 3,000 year old urn. It was beautiful. Mamashi Igule Dvela. Anyway, so these are the figs. Not this, but it says like this. If you're working with figs, and look at this Pasuk right over here. When you work in a vineyard, you can take whatever you want. Pick a, a, a grape off the tree and eat it. What about Trumas and Maestras? You don't have to take Trumas and Maestras. You're eating, temporary eating as you go. But don't put it in, not like these people that go to Hasana, they come with pots, you start throwing schnitzel in there. Then nobody's going to eat it anyway, you know, whatever. Not, not like that. You take whatever you can eat then, says the Mishnah over there. But if you're working with klufsin, you don't have a right to eat another type of fig that's on the side over there. You're working with the other ones. If you're working with neisheva, you, you still have a meiser on the klufsin. It's different It's a type of fig that you make some sort of dish, a cooked dish. Person sent his Talmud, his, his Eved, to learn a thousand recipes from figs. Agmere Nebuch, 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 he only learned, he only taught him Tamnameo. He promised a thousand, he paid him a thousand dollars, one dollar per recipe. He, he ripped him off. He only gave him 800 recipes. So he brings up the entire chutzpah. We forgot all the good that we had. Rebbe is famous, right? Rebbe, all year round, it's not like today, all year round he had radish on his table, he was very, very wealthy. And he says, I never saw something like this. Such gashmis, a thousand, like, reminds me of that shul in New York that has seven types of shul. Imagine a thousand types of shul. This is like gashmis on on the whole other level. We don't even know. Should we do? Yeah, let's just do a few more lines. We won't have to finish the whole. So Rebbe made a chasana. Very, we're talking about wealth. He made a chasana, a serious chasana. Bar Kapara wasn't invited. So Bar Kapara graffitied on the wall, let's say. He wrote on the wall, A reboy is 10,000. 24 times 10,000, which is 240 million dinarim. Rebbe spent 240 million nowadays, like 100 million dollars. It's probably like a guzma, like a crazy number. He didn't even have the decency to invite me. Now, Barakapar was his Talmud. They were similar in age, but he was younger, but a Talmud. Bekitzer, he gave him a little bit of a shtach, it seems like, but the Rishonim explained it wasn't so. 
Azmine, so he did, he did invite him, Omar Loizer, so he used the same lotion. Loizer, son of Mazekach, if this is how you act in this world and you have so much money, you're going to be wealthy in so much more so. Raboisai, have a wonderful day.